ringscoops.com. For over 20 years, the revolutionary force in online professional wrestling media. This is Ring Scoops Now. Hello, wrestling fans all around the world and coast to coast. This is Ring Scoops Now. That's right. World Wrestling Radio. That's what's now. I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. And uh, after a lengthy break during the holiday season, we're back here at World Wrestling Radio, ringscoops.com. We're doing some beautiful things right here. 2020 is the year. Recording this on January 16th, 2020. It's a Thursday night. And um, we're going to jump right into some really good uh, topics in the world of professional wrestling. Also got some sad news, as I'm sure uh, the world is aware uh, by now that the uh, the world of professional wrestling lost an amazing, legendary, groundbreaking superstar, human being, a father. Um, yesterday, it was uh, news broke. Uh, soul man Rocky Johnson had passed away. The Rock's dad, for those, no pun intended, living underneath a rock that don't know that. Rocky Johnson, man. Um, Cauliflower Alley uh, uh, was one of the first to break the news. They tweeted, uh, horrible news to pass along. We just learned that Rocky Johnson passed away today at the age of 75. His accolades in this business, all the people he influenced, and all his accomplishments... We're so deeply sorry and wish his family nothing but the most love at this time. That was a tweet from Cauliflower. Um, I found out about uh, Rocky Johnson's uh, passing. I was I was at school. I had just got back to school. It was my first day back after two years, and um, I was uh, I was in class and I saw some text messages from uh, my buddies. Uh, DA and Mac, they had, they had hit me up, but I, I, you know, I couldn't, couldn't respond. I was in the middle of class, right? So I, I had to respond afterwards, but man, I tell you that that put a hamper on, on, on the rest of the day to, to learn the news about the passing of, of soul man, Rocky Johnson. Um, I didn't, I didn't have the honor to, to meet Rocky Johnson, but I did meet the rock back in 99 and I met the rocks mom, uh, Otta Johnson, uh, at cauliflower back in 2015, you know, and got, got to chat up with her for a little bit. Um, you know, when, when I met the rock in 99, you know, and, uh, introduced myself to, to the rock and, you know, said, Hey, what's up, man? My name's Wade. And I, the whole thing got you know set up with the uh, tri- the Starlight Children's Foundation. It was a beautiful thing that they did for me. And I introduced myself, and I remember the Rock saying, uh, "Wade, oh, that's an interesting name." And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, that's my that's my dad's name." And, you know, I'm 15, 16 years old, right? I, I didn't, you know, I know I know wrestling at that time. You know, I know I was at work, right? But I didn't know that Rocky Johnson wasn't his real name. You know, the rock broke that news to me on that one, uh, you know, and he said, yeah, Wade's my, Wade's my dad's name. And I was like, wow, that's cool, man. He goes, how do you spell it? And I told him, I said, you know, W-A-D-E. And the rock is busting my balls telling me, nah, man, you spell it wrong. You got to put a Y in there. W-A-Y-D-E. 
because that's how I guess Rocky Johnson spelled his name Wade. But you know, I just remember you know back in '99, you know, The Rock busted my balls about that. That's really like, you know, I I think of Rocky Johnson, I think of that. Um, not not to say that that's the only thing I think of, but that's one of the first things that comes to my mind is 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 that moment that The Rock and I had where we were kind of busting each other's balls over that stuff. I mean, obviously, and very, very apparent, you know, Rocky Johnson's, a, man, that dude broke ground in the wrestling business for so many people. His, his career, without a doubt, Hall of Fame career, he is a WWE Hall of Famer. Um, he did a lot of uh, really great things in the business. And it's it's sad. All of us here at, at you know, on behalf of everybody here at ringscoops.com, uh, my most sincerest and deepest condolences to uh, the family of, of, of Rocky Johnson. Um, Godspeed, Rocky. Godspeed, man. Uh, my heart hurts. It still does. It, it, I, I can't believe it. Rocky Johnson is, is not here with us anymore. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, Got some a uh, little bit of news here as far as some ratings go with AEW and uh, NXT. Um, I haven't watched AEW since week seven. It was around week seven. I said, you know what? It's not my cup of tea. I'm not going to force myself to watch something that just doesn't interest me. So I stopped watching it. But I watched last week's episode and I went through this week's episode and I can say haven't watched two weeks in a row weeks 14 and 50 this is week 15 right no 16 all right so I stopped watching week seven I watched week uh 15 and week 16 of AEW I it's not my cup of tea man it's there are like very small things, very few and far between that grab me. And like, I, you know, I, I, I treat, I treat wrestling shows like any other television show. I mean, if it's just not interesting to me, I just don't watch. Like I started, I started watching that new show, uh, you know, Stumptown, And I was like five episodes in and I was like, I was kind of hooked at it at first. But as each week went by, my interest was, was dropping and to the point where I said, I'm taking it off my watch list. And the same thing happened with that show Emergence. You know, um, I'm kind of losing my love a little bit for The Flash this season because of the whole zombie bull crap. And, you know, it's just like with the same thing with wrestling, you know. Um, I was really big on, on NWA when it first came out. Then the whole Cornette thing happened. And I'm not saying that I, I don't watch it anymore because Cornette's not on there. But that was a huge reason as to why I was excited to watch I keep my thumb on on what's going on with with NWA still. Same with Impact. I was really loving where Impact was going, and then they signed Joey Ryan, and I just have no interest in watching Joey Ryan. He's just not my, it's just not my kind of, you know, content to watch. And I still keep tabs here and there on what Impact's doing, but I took them off my watch list. And same thing with AEW; it just was not grabbing me and. And and I would be a fool to watch something that I am not interested in. Um, sometimes I'll watch 
Raw and SmackDown, and I'll just fast forward to things. Things don't interest me, but for the for the most part, I'm still enjoying those shows. Um, NXT is the same. Um, MLW is has caught my attention for the like better part of the, this last year. I'm really loving the stuff they're doing at MLW. It's just, it's just fantastic stuff, and it's going to be interesting what, what's going to happen. You know, in the next couple of weeks, you know, a couple months with some departures like MJF is, is, is leaving MLW now and, and whatnot. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to do and where to go. So yeah, you know, you know, last week with AEW, there was just a lot of confusion as to like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Like, I'm not digging this whole, uh, stable with, with Brandy Rhodes and this whole thing of like, I don't, I just, what, are they vampires? Are they are they witches? Are they, are they thinking like they're on uh, charmed or what? It's like, is it a female version of the Dark Order? Um, and speaking of the Dark Order, I, I think on paper and at its core, the idea of what they want to do with the Dark Order, I think, is good. It's just to me, it's just not being executed that well. It's this cult, but there's nobody joining. I was talking with Mac about that today, and he mentioned that. He goes, it would be interesting to see, you know, know, people join the cult, right? And it's just just other things about it. Like some some of the the production, the presentation behind it to me, just nothing nothing is is reaching out and saying to to me, hey, this is must-see TV. You got to watch this or, you know, nothing enough to be like, hey, you should keep more tabs on this kind of stuff. It's just it's just not working for me. Um, the thing they did with uh, with Jericho and Moxley last week, uh, I was starting to kind of get into that, and Moxley joined the inner circle for for a little bit, and I was thinking to myself like, all right, he's gonna say no, he's gonna whoop their ass, or he's gonna say yeah, and then this is gonna get real exciting because like every week maybe they're gonna do something where like Moxley is just over the top obnoxious to the point where Jericho starts to regret inviting him into the inner circle until we finally get the showdown between the two and Moxley shows his true colors and he was just doing it to make Jericho's life a living hell, you know, or, or something, right? Something that would give us something to tune into on a weekly basis. But at the moment that I thought, Okay, this is finally going to get interesting. This is something that's going to make me excited for next week. Literally, the moment I thought that in my head, Moxley turns his back on the inner circle, beats the crap out of everybody, and the show ends. And I'm just like, well, what am I going to tune into next week for? There's there's nothing. They 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 had me, man. And then they gave it away within minutes. They just gave it away. And I, I, to me, the way my, my, my interests are, my personality, I, I don't even know, my, my, my psyche, it just, that stuff is a big turnoff to me. So, there's that. And then this week, I was watching, and uh, that, that dude that joined the Brandy Rhodes little stable, you know, um, I can't even remember his name. It's it's just some some generic name, like Lester or Lionel or Luther or something. And that dude is just he's a little odd looking, which is I, I guess it's kind of cool. I mean, you're not going to mix him up with anybody. 
He's got an interesting look, interesting uh, style, aura about him. I don't know yet if that's a good or a bad thing, but, you know, and the this whole Bash at the Beach thing in January was kind of confusing because I, I, I don't know about you, but um, especially even out here in sunny California, I mean, January is not really beach weather. So why are they having Bash at the Beach? And then they're going to continue it next week, I guess, on the cruise, right? It's not even... Like you're not even at a beach, you're you're on a cruise ship. It should be bash on the cruise ship or something, you know, or cruising cruising for a bruising, you know, or it's something, right? But it's, it's bash at the beach, and they're not even really going to be on land. So, it's just stuff like that. Just I I just don't it, it doesn't click with me. It just doesn't. There was no continuation this week too much with with Jericho and Moxley. Um, I guess next week on the cruise, we're going to have Moxley and Pac for like the fifth time. And the winner takes on Jericho and they've already been running this whole Jericho Moxley program. So, and I really don't see them doing Pac and Jericho, but actually I kind of maybe can kind of see them doing it. But at the end of the night, Moxley breaks out of the freaking ambulance with his head wrapped up and one eye covered looking like fucking Tom Hanks and the burbs. And he walks out, and I'm expecting he's going to, like, march to the ring, and, and him and Pac are going to, like, duke it out. They're going to end the show, and, like, that would kind of get me excited to be like, wow, Moxley just don't give a crap, right, you know? But he stops on the stage, and Moxley's got a mic, and he cuts, a like, a one-minute promo, and then they, they, they close out the show with everybody around him. And and I'm just confused, and I... I I've got no interest in this. I, I, I have I have no emotional investment in John Moxley at this point. I've never had emotional investment in, in Pac. Not even back when he was Neville. I just like he's he's all right in the ring. I just never understood the hype behind him. It just to me just never delivered. I I don't don't even get me started on Rio. This was a this was a a, a woman a, a wrestler on on TNT a couple months ago, and every time she would come out like with the women's division. Um, it's definitely the bastard ste- redheaded stepchild of, of, of the organization, in my opinion. And that's just not right. This is, uh, but yeah, I, I get them. They got a lot of tag teams, but just because you have a lot of tag teams and a lot of tag team matches doesn't mean the division is strong. They have a lot of teams and they have quality in my opinion there are just enough to kind of get by so that's just my thoughts on that i just can't get behind aew it's just not my cup of tea it's not my brand of wrestling i like to watch and there's nothing wrong with that um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk shit on somebody if they're not into stuff that i'm Um, 
professional wrestling is a huge buffet. The fact that we're eating under story of all doesn't matter. You go to a buffet, my plate's going to look different than your plate, but we're still eating together and we're being civil with each other. At least I'd like to hope so. But uh, going back, the the ratings this week, AEW um, is still uh, ahead of the game of uh, of NXT. Uh, so far, the three weeks into 2020, AEW has been well above the 900,000 mark. On January 1st, NXT drew uh, a little over half a mil. of show that that week then the following week nxt jumped up to 720,000 721,000 and aew was at 900 this uh 940,000 so nxt is lingering um the best of show may not count just like how the Christmas show, the Christmas night doesn't, shouldn't count in the record books. Cause AEW didn't even have a show that night. And on new year's uh, NXT put on two weeks. In my opinion, they, they just don't count. So, um, into this new year, AEW is really lingering hot point, touching a million and NXT is, kind of floating around the 700,000 mark at this point. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch back up on the ratings in a couple of weeks to see how well they do. Maybe, maybe sometime in February, um, maybe I'll get Mac on the show and he and I can do a, a huge breakdown of the ratings and give our, our thoughts and whatnot on that at that time. Um, but speaking, Speaking more on the ratings, speaking on TNT and AEW, a press release came out recently. All Elite Wrestling released the following, announcing they have extended their TNT TV deal through 2023, which will also include a second AEW series. Uh, Let's see. Here's the press release. Warner Media announced today, which was actually yesterday, uh, January 15th, Warner Media announced January 15th, an expanded relationship with All Elite Wrestling, the groundbreaking new wrestling league that has already redefined wrestling with resounding success after only a few months. Warner Media has extended their deal for AEW Dynamite, a top 20 new cable unscripted series, through 2023. In addition, the parties have agreed to launch another night of AEW action offering more of the fans' favorites, uh, favorite wrestlers, and a second show straight to series. And uh, there's a huge rumor that uh, it's going to be AEW Dark that will be going. Um, no, wait, hold on. I think it actually was confirmed. Let me read this here. My first time reading this article. The headline says AEW Mark, a- a- AEW Dark moving to TNT. Turner president on why AEW was renewed already. All right, bear with me. First time reading this. I'm going to read out loud for you guys. TNT president Kevin Riley discussed all elite wrestling dynamites, new TV pact during the television critics association press tour in Los Angeles commenting quote, I just had this idea 
that this is the time to invest. This is a startup. It's already over-delivered out of the gate. That's really when you want to hit the gasoline a little bit. The guys already have ideas about additional talent and things they want to do, and I want to incentivize them as a partner to do that. We also wanted to give fans and talent who potentially want to come with us the sense that this is here to stay. You can invest in it. It's here to stay, and it's only going to get better, end quote. Now, I've noticed he said that this is a startup. I remember a few months ago, somebody that I I had met on Twitter by the name of Duke, Duke Loves Wrestling, does a great podcast. He was referring to AEW as a startup and people were giving him crap. I started to refer to them as a startup and people gave me crap. I even got into a discussion with my buddy Mac about the term startup. And I remember Mac was telling me it's not a startup. And I was, you know, respectfully disagreeing. Well, here's the president of TNT referring to AEW as a startup. I just wanted to kind of point that out. Anyway, continue on with this article here. Riley also stated that the new All Elite Wrestling series on TNT will be AEW Dark. Okay, so it is confirmed. Uh, The Dark series, which was conceived with the end goal of being placed on a Turner Cable Network, currently airs Tuesday nights on YouTube. The series title and airing day may change, but that is not confirmed. Riley commented, quote, We're going to embellish and put some additional material kind of behind the scenes, kind of docu-follow stuff, if you will, about the athletes and the stories. We think that's going to end up being a really good, robust, different kind of show. End quote. There is no date as to when the series will migrate to TNT. And according to Riley, while the series will air weekly, it may not air 52 weeks a year. AEW and Warner Media announced January 15th that they have forged a new pact through 2023. The new deal will include AEW being paid a licensing fee for their programming. And that's the article. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, it's good stuff. Very, very good stuff right there. Let's see here. You know, I don't want to go on too long. You know, back in the day, I used to like doing really long podcasts, you know, hour, two hours. Especially if I have a co-host, it makes it a lot easier. Doing this myself, I just want to just I just want to dip in and dip right back out. Just throw something out there, give my thoughts on it, move on, not waste my time and not waste your time. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, during his recent podcast, Booker T was critical of Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact Wrestling Men's World Title. Here's uh here's here's quotes from Booker T. There's a long list of quotes here, but I'm only gonna like I'm gonna read like maybe two paragraphs out of all this. All right, here's the first one. Quote, I'm not holding any I'm not holding my judgment on it. I'm serious. Big ups to Tessa Blanchard because she's good. She's really good at what she does, but this is the worst idea that Impact Wrestling has ever had in the history of their company. It really is. It's really that bad. It's worse than paying me ten thousand dollars for a six-hour power commercial that never aired. I'm serious. That's how ridiculous it is. End quote. Let me see what would be the best paragraph that would explain his reasoning behind it. Okay, here we go. Uh, Quote, Now all the men in the company, if they wrestle her, if she 
beat them, it diminishes every guy in the company. Who's the top guy in the company now? I cannot see the man Becky Lynch wrestling Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. Well, my thing is this. Okay, if Tessa Blanchard goes back and wrestles the women, she should be able to beat them all. Now the women, uh, now the woman that beats her, she will be uh, she will be able to go out and beat the men too. The crossover of intergender wrestling is something that's for the independent companies. Okay, if they want to be looked at as an indie group, keep doing stuff like this. End quote. Wow, man, that's dude. Booker shot hard. He shot hard. I see where he's coming from. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, right? So, like, Tessa Blanchard is the Impact Champion. They made a big deal about this. It's history in the making, right? She wanted to go after this title. She wanted to go after this title. Would it have the same reaction from fans and I'm talking about like like positive reaction, like people that are like really loving this whole like story and all that kind of stuff, right? Would they feel the same way if a guy came out there and said, I want to make history and become women's champion? Would it, let me ask you that, like for real. And like, don't even like try to like argue against that or anything like that. Just, just humor me for a minute, right? Ask that question, answer that question, if you are in support of Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact Championship, would you honestly, honestly, and don't lie to yourself, would you feel the exact same way, the exact same excitement if a man said, I want to be the women's champion? What if Sammy Callahan says, look, you took this title from me. I'm going to be the knockouts champion. Don't lie to yourself. You know you won't be excited for that. There might be some sadistic people out there that would, but the same people that are up in arms about Tessa Blanchard winning that belt, I can guarantee you, man, nine out of ten times, those people would be like, this is horse shit. A guy is the women's champion. Fuck that. You know, there's no man can be the women's champion. There'd be those arguments. So when I look at it that way, why the fuck is Tessa Blanchard the Impact Champion, man? All right, cool. Kudos to her. She's a great wrestler. She is. I was a big fan of her. Of course, last week, all that controversy came out and, and whatnot. Uh, before that, my my support of Tessa Blanchard was kind of like waning a little bit. You know, it was just, eh, wasn't, wasn't there as it was, say, a year ago. It's, I don't know. It's I, intuition, maybe? You can call it that, if you will. But, yeah, man, since, I don't know, like August, September, it just, it just I don't know, it, just, it wasn't doing it for me in the ring. Uh, but, yeah, you know, all that stuff went down. But I, you know, I, 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 I got to go with Booker T on this one. I may not have worded it. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't word it exactly the way he did or anything like that, but, you know. I get it. I get his idea, and I agree with it. That's I'm I'm on that side of the whole argument. I think it is a, a, a poor decision on the on impact. Uh, worst decision they ever made? No, I think signing Joey Ryan was their worst decision ever they ever made. I just don't like that guy. More impact wrestling news here. 
Uh, after their Twitch TV account disappeared yesterday, Impact Wrestling sources confirmed that the account was suspended due to explicit content, according to Mike Johnson, the PWInsider.com. Uh, it appears the content in question may have been a Rob Van Dam promo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? This gets better. A Rob Van Dam promo featuring an extremely scandally clad Katie Forbes and her girlfriend in bed with RVD. Uh, PW Insider was told that the company working towards getting the suspension lifted. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Uh, Impact has an existing deal uh, with Impact. Wait, what? Impact has an existing deal with Impact for an ongoing channel. I think they meant to put Impact has an existing deal with uh, Twitch for an ongoing channel featuring a mix of live streaming content and content from Impact's video library. You know, I mean, stranger things have happened, right? What's that? That one chick that beat her cat up or beat her dog up or threw her cat or something like that. I mean, she never got suspended, right? Um, there was a, a Twitch streamer that I used to watch a long time ago. And she went on, um, I guess like I guess there were some people that harassed her or something like that in a chat. She was kind of fed up that day. But like somebody came in the chat, said something, and she went off on like this whole rant about the country of Poland or something like that or the Polish people. And she was suspended for a month. Uh, but then, you know, like I said, there, there could be people on there that, that beat the crap out of their animals, their pets, and, and nothing happens to them. People that have nip slips, nothing happens to them. You know, uh, people can build gingerbread houses and show their big titties and shit like that, you know, and, and they get suspended. Um, This thing with impact, I mean, sure, they, I mean, they may have a little bit more strength in getting lifted compared to like your average Joe or your average, you know, t titty streamer. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, impact doesn't need Twitch at this point. Twitch was a great vehicle in between, um, you know, during the pursuit time. But now they got access. It's a bigger, bigger audience. Here's my question though. I've never, I haven't seen this in the news. Has anybody ever reported any ratings for impact on access TV? So I know like when they went to Pursuit and any other channel before that, everybody always, oh man, there was ratings. Oh, look, they moved to this network. The ratings are you know a lot lower or they moved to Pursuit. I don't have that, even though people just completely ignored the fact that they were on Twitch still. But nobody talks about impact ratings. Why? They talk about raw ratings, AEW and NXT Wednesday Night War. You know, shit, I mentioned that shit today on the show. Uh, talk about SmackDown ratings. You know, they talk about how many people are watching uh, NWA Power while it's being premiered on YouTube. I see tweets. So many people watching it right now. Nobody talks about numbers with impact. Why is that? Hey, it's just a thought that just popped into my head. More impact news. Here we go. Impact Wrestling announced today that they will hold a 2020 lockdown event on uh, March 28th in Windsor, Ontario at St. Clair College. And the show will air live on Impact Plus. You know that that trial that I had on Impact Plus when they first launched. You know it was a it was a pretty good freaking. Uh, I thought it was a pretty damn good service. It got some really good stuff on there, and I, I would definitely recommend it. You know, for the nostalgic factor of you know what they got in their video library. So I give them props on that. But that's news on that one. And now, uh, finally, Impact Wrestling will be presenting a TNA-themed event. Oh, man. 
Oh God, this is great. I love this company. Uh, not really, but I mean, I don't know. There's just there's things that just kind of turn me off from it in the last four months. Impact Wrestling will be presenting a TNA themed live event as part of WrestleCon this April. Uh, quote: There's no place like home. TNA officially returns for one night only Friday, April third at seven p.m. Tickets go on sale Monday, twelve p.m. Eastern time. Uh, go to go to uh, Twitter at Impact um, at Impact Wrestling on Twitter for more details on that. Check that out; it's, it's good stuff. Let me see. They got a picture attached to this tweet. Let me see. Uh, yeah, it's the old school TNA logo, like the NWA TNA logo. Total nonstop action. There's no place like home. Wow. I see a tweet here. Somebody replied back to them saying, can you just rename the company back to TNA again? Cause legit, nobody calls it impact. Everyone calls it TNA. Um, which is kind of ironic, right? The this entire time on the show that I was referring to it as impact wrestling and didn't call it TNA until, I don't know, guess what? Uh, they made the announcement that there's going to be a TNA show. Yeah. But nobody calls it impact, right? Get your head out of your ass. All right, that's it, man. Like I said, I just, just jump right in, jump right out. Oh, real quick too. Um, I got my um, got my room reserved for a Cauliflower Alley. It's going to be April twenty seventh to April 29th in Las Vegas. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Paul Ellerine and Road Warrior Animal are going to be there. They're going to be um, getting. Uh, they're going to be honored at Cauliflower this year. Uh, Ray Mysterio is going to be there as well. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be there. It's just a lot of big names. It's going to be huge. Cauliflower is great, man. You guys should check it out. Caulifloweralley.org, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, great organization. Um, you know, I, I, I my first one I went to was uh, 2013, and I had a blast. I went there for a couple of years, and that t- took some years off when I was focusing on my bachelor's degree. But last year I went, and this year I'm going to go again. It's just really good stuff. A lot of fun. Very down to earth, um, very cool atmosphere. I know Billy Blade puts on uh, wrestling shows that are for free to the public on uh, on the first night, and I believe on Sunday night. I think that's available to the public. It might be for Cauliflower members, but I do know for a fact the Monday night show is open to the public for everybody. So yeah, man, you go to Cauliflower, even if you don't get a banquet ticket, at least you get a free show that Monday night and then, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday and, you know, even that Monday, I believe, you know, you can go to the nostalgia room, check out all the great merchandise. You know, you see all the legends, you know, going around you can talk with them, get photos with them. Hell, man, you can be at a slot machine. They walk by. I was checking in the hotel one time in 2014. Terry Funk was in front of me checking in. I mean, he was having problems. They lost his reservation, everything. He was arguing with the people behind the counter. Um, you know, just any situation, if you're there at the gold coast, like you can just run into anybody. It's cool stuff. Um, destroyer, Dick bear, God rest his soul passed away last year. He and I, we had a running gag for a couple of years. Every time we'd see each other, we'd always cut promos on each other. Like we were going to wrestle each other in our wheelchairs. You know, it's just good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, also, uh, I'm going to be, uh, in Vegas celebrating the 20th anniversary of ring scoops, February 10th to the 13th. I'm going to be standing at the Luxor. We got great stuff plans. going to be myself and some other ring scoops personalities. Uh, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, man. Pin up pizza, nacho daddy, uh, the water show, the volcano show, which are free shows, by the way, you don't have to pay to see those, uh, Fremont street, 
uh, Zia Records, uh, just all kinds of great free things to do in Las Vegas. So if you're out there during that week, February 10th, the 13th, you know, hit me up, Twitter at Ring Scoops, Instagram at Ring Scoops. Hit me up. Let me know. Let's get together. Let's have a good time in Las Vegas, February 10th to the 13th. Cool. Right on, right on, right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's World Wrestling Radio. Ring scoops now, right now. Oh, yeah, baby. Until next time, I'm the Webmaster Wayne Needham saying thank you, good night, and be cool.